welcome to this episode of The Keto Vegan. I'm Rachel Jin and your host. Today I interview Antonia, who is the mother of one of the students that I teach at Scion, which is a school I teach in. Find out what happened when she turned and how her family and friends coped with that. When I say turned, I mean became a vegan. Why she turned and what her trigger was. And then the charities she works with. Also, she makes the most incredible vegan quiche and she'll tell you how to do that. You'll also find out how she's not the normal kind of vegan. She's not a preachy one. Enjoy. And then this niche, because I'm keto as well. Yeah, it's so like, how the hell do you do that? And they're like, oh, actually, it's quite easy. <laughs> is it? And how long have you been doing that? So I was keto, I've been keto for at least a decade. And okay. then, because um, obviously keto is loads of meat and loads of fat yeah. daily. And then I watched the Unity documentary and it broke my heart. I don't know, have you seen that one? Unity, no. No, it's quite incredible. It's on Amazon Prime, but you have to pay for it now. It was free when I watched it about six years ago, I think. And it broke my heart. What's and I, about? I can't I can't eat animals or dairy anymore. And so I found a way to do it. So I found a way to do it. So it was how 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 though? <laughs> Follow my podcast and you'll find out. I will. That's so that's very impressive because people think just normal veganism is hard enough so yeah that's really that's really impressive yeah, but I was um it changed my life overnight okay I've gone through religion and all of that sort of thing but Everywhere. watching that documentary changed me like that it was life I that's all it takes that's what we yeah. watch we would just watch conspiracy and then that leads to you know uh what the health and then that leads to yes. dominion and then once you've got I mean you can't unsee that no and yeah. every birthday since I asked all my friends and families, I didn't want any presents. I just wanted them to watch those documentaries. Oh, really? And the amazing level of resistance is quite astonishing. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. People people don't want to face it. I think things are changing, though. I'm, I am hopeful. Yeah. yeah. I'm hopeful it, for the future. Okay, well, that's good to hear. Me too. Yeah, yeah. And, and okay, so um, so you invited me to a talk Yes. Uh, a while ago and did you start that charity up no so that's crew so when we moved to Worthing essentially um we were going to move back to London after our stint in the Netherlands because okay. um it's all we knew and or, or we had a really very tight-knit community there and we knew all those people and we we felt very loved and safe there in but London, having, in London. Yeah. but having been um, and that's where I raised the kids since birth you know in this sweet Victorian street where we did everything together with all the people there because oh, uh, not many people have family in London so we all sort of were each other's family and then we moved to the Netherlands and after that that's when I really started to become much more aware of how bad the climate situation is and yeah. I did climate activism on top of my animal rights activism and um, so I was really popular and <laughs> when, when it was time to come back to the UK and we were thinking London is really really polluted you know it's, it's five or ten degrees hotter in the summer than outside of London because the concrete and um and maybe this is time for a change. You know, they're not babies anymore. You've only got one life. Started looking around outside of London, and that's when I found Scion. And then, not long after we'd chosen Worthing, I found out that that there was a climate emergency centre being set up here. So it's one of about forty-five around the country, yeah. and they're um, so they're set up just by you know citizens in towns. And all you have to do—it's quite hard—but all you have to do is find basically a vacant shop. 
okay. then you work with the council to get that shop and make it a, a hub, a space for climate action. And the reason it, um, the the landlord of the whoever owns that shop gets a tax break for letting the climate emergency it become a climate emergency centre. So that's the landlord's incentive. And that's how they're set up. So when I found out Worthing had just set one up, I was really pleased. Yeah. So I trotted on down there and I said, how can I help? I'm trained to run climate cafes. And they said, climate cafes is the only thing we don't have somebody to run. So it felt really right. Perfect. Um, and I thought this Worthing was the right choice. We're supposed to be here. Um, I can make a difference here. I can help here. So I started uh, there uh, and I run I run groups for mums and with young children on Thursdays. And I'm just there members of the public just walk in and out on Wednesdays uh, and we help them with everything from you know conserving water saving energy to um getting low involved in local campaigning like this like the sewage situation yes because people find it difficult to care about an oil rig off Norway but they really care about poo being lobbed into the sea yes, in their town so yeah. I'm learning that if you can make it personal and show people how it's affecting them you can get some of them on board. So that's what we're doing. And um, one of the things I want to do is talk about veganism. And um, Amber Louise, she she set it up with Sean. So Amber Louise is also very vegan. And she said, let's do a talk. And we pulled in a nutritionist. And she's a really knowledgeable vegan nutritionist with years of experience. Absolutely. And so the three of us did this talk. I talk, uh, Amber Louise started and she talked about the way animal agriculture affects the planet. Then I came in with animal welfare, but because I've learned all the lessons you've learned, yeah. I was so loving. And isn't this unfair that you didn't know about this? Isn't the industry awful for not telling you the truth? You've been tricked. You're a really kind consumer. You're a really loving person. So it's really yeah. unfair that you didn't know about this. Yeah. Um, making out that they are they were the sort of victims of the industry rather than saying. Rrr, rrr. And and that really won people over. They were like, yes, I didn't know. Of course I wouldn't. I didn't know that about piglets. I didn't know that that was how cows were treated. Um, so that was a good um, angle to take, I think. And then Debbie came in and talked about, because by then people are going, well, what will I eat then? And then yes. Debbie came in with her talk about nutrition. And that was, so it was a successful evening and, and it was well attended. So we're going to run them quite regularly now. Oh, that's fabulous. That's really yeah. good. So what support, so when did you actually become a vegan yourself? Well, it was pretty overnight because I'd eaten meat and dairy and eggs all my life without ever once questioning it, which is yeah. why I understand. I understand people now. Um, and then one day we were in London. I, I was the, often the one who had all the mums around for tea because I liked doing that and I liked doing a big tea and all the kids were around. And I had a friend with a very um, gorgeous son who who has special needs and he he liked to run utensils under the tap for hours and she was saying oh all the water he's wasting and another friend said he's not wait he's not wasting the real water waste comes from meat and dairy and I looked at her and said what are you talking about I'm ashamed of that but I did I didn't know what she meant and she said well last night we watched a documentary called Cowspiracy it's really shaken me up and I said all right so when my husband came home I said sit down we're watching a documentary tonight and we watched it and just like you and Unity we just stared at each other on the sofa going, oh, my God. Wow. How do we not How do we not know this? And what yeah. are we going to do? So we went vegetarian that night. So the next wow. day, we, the children were, uh, Will was, um, I think they were, Maisie was two. So Maisie was two, Toby was four, um, Will was seven. And we said, guys, uh, we just found out some stuff about animals and how it's hurting the earth. And we said, so we'd like to 
do this. What do you think? And they all went, yeah, of course, because if you tell a child that yeah. in a child-appropriate way, age-appropriate way, of course, they yes. said, oh, my gosh, yes, mommy and daddy. So uh, we went vegetarian for about well, we had we had fish on Fridays, and then we were still eating. <laughs> yeah, but we still had a roast chicken. That's right on a Sunday. But we had rescue hens that we'd rescued from. Uh, we'd rescued them from factory farm, a factory farm, and they'd arrived with like no feathers and mm. in a dreadful state. And we'd worked so hard to bring them back to life, and we were so overjoyed when their feathers grew back and they started sunbathing and they put on weight. They were so happy. Oh. And if we went away for the weekend, we would hire like a chicken babysitter, and we, they all had names that they sat on our laps while we watched telly. And then, and then I realised one day, hang on a minute, I'm going to the butcher and buying a free range chicken and eating it while these girls are just pecking oh. and it clicked and I was like well okay now it's not just about the planet yeah and speciesism hit me in the face and so then we we my husband said well let's try let's try just veganism for one month and see how we we get on so by that time it's January so we did be veganuary and then of course That's your inbox your inbox is just full of this information about factory farmed animals so it was a really d hard, difficult month. It's like a deep grief of what you hadn't realised and what you participated in. That's really hard. Yeah. And then came the real grief after that, which is us running to our friends and family going, oh, my gosh, you won't believe it. This is what happens to animals. So therefore, we all have to stop eating them. Yes. And then the silence. Yeah. And that was more painful, I think, than anything else. There complete lack of wanting to people have just stunned me because if because if someone had put it in front of my face mm -hmm. I, I would have gone okay let's look at this so I've I'm judging them by my own standards but that has been really painful and we've lost some friends which is really sad um but we have also the family thing uh Chris families of people you spend the big holidays with so Christmas yeah. Easter, and if you don't see each other very much that's when you all get together and it's very special and I'd ruin that um <clears throat> my dad got very upset about it and read at the china study and he re dramatically reduced his meat and dairy which enraged mm. the rest of the family because you know i'd i'd um what's the word i'd uh polluted his mind and propaganda and all the rest of it yeah so it was really difficult relationship wise so people say what's hard you know it must be really hard to be vegan i say it is yeah. not because of food the food's amazing no. Never felt yeah. physically better. We both lost about a stone. Our skin was great and we we were so full of energy. So it was a really beautiful experience, but it was also devastating because of the social. Yes, impact. it must have been hard. I'm sure you can relate. Mm. You know, you were in a certain place at that time when you watched Cowspiracy and it was the right time for you at your level <laughs> that you were at. And I was in the right time for me. And they're not, they're not. And they're not there yet. And I think, you know, bit by bit, maybe. Hopefully. And I do regret going in like a bull in a china shop because yeah. now I know that was wrong, but I couldn't really help it. I was so shocked. No. Yes. But I, if I could go back in time, I'd do it so differently because yes. I think I've actually, I've I've made so many mistakes in my communication that uh, I have damaged things. Um, and 
if, if I know what I know now about the psychology, I would have just done it so differently. Now when I, now we're in Worthing, I'm making new friends, really lovely new friend of mine, and she'll pop around and she, she'll she say things like, vegan, how, how long have you been vegan? And I'll say, oh, quite a few years. And then I change the subject very quickly. Yes. And yeah. she's she wants to know more, but I'm not letting her. And then... So then the next time it comes up, I she'll say, what do you order when you get a Chinese, for goodness sake? And I say, oh, gosh, amazing. So many amazing tofu dishes. And then I change the subject again. She's hungry yeah. for more information. Yeah, that's and, a good tactic. Yeah, and as a result, she's just, she's been, found it really fascinating. And she's like, you're not you're not like normal vegans. You're not preaching. I'm thinking, I am actually, I'm really preachy. And that's why I'm not doing it with you because <laughs> I've made <laughs> so many mistakes. And then she's now, she's just ditching me. She's just coming around going, what wow. can I eat for the cream? And it's taught me so much about how wrong I got it first, first way around. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I've had to learn absolutely to calm it down and be loving, as we were saying. Maybe this is the only way we learn. I think so. I agree. This mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So you're really, I say you watch Cowspiracy together with your husband. You both agreed, which is incredible. There are so few vegan men. I I read some research, I think I saw on Instagram this week, that the amount of vegans in the world, about 80% of those are women and only 20%. I don't know those figures for fact, but I know that the proportions are massively different so the fact that you and your husband and your family your children all did this together is absolutely amazing so the emotional support you've had I guess Mm. from your husband and your children have bought into it because obviously I know Will because I teach Will but um so what other support have you had I know it's been challenging with um extended family that was challenging but yeah Rupert was amazing because he was just well I think anyone with an open mind if they are brave enough to sit down and look at these facts male or female can't deny them Uh, and so he was like there's no way we can deny this it's just and also he felt physically better and then when then we watched game changers you know that so he was like okay this makes sense he's still really teased by his friends which I think is really extraordinary because two of them have had like serious health conditions and they're they're still teasing him for eating rabbit food when he's still really physically fit and he's you know, swims 70 lengths before work so guys come on wow. um, yeah. but he's, he's got a different approach to me he's never ever said anything he just very gently lives by example yes. he doesn't he doesn't offer information like I've done and so maybe that's been a I don't know it's been quite effective in his own way and it's been a huge support to have that because our our little unit feels really safe mm. um I was very lonely initially in terms of support I was massively lacking it because how where are where are all your vegan friends that don't exist um and then I was posting a lot on social media about it and a mum back in London who I'd set some um group up with she said look uh, I've got another friend Alice who keeps wittering on about the same things as you I should put you in touch and I was I was like really quite desperate I said I actually could do with her phone number right now and so I got in phoned this poor woman and I just said I know this sounds bonkers but will you come around to my house this afternoon and bring any children you may have and we're gonna have tea together so she walked in with her three little boys and that was you know seven years ago and we've been yeah. really close friends ever since so thankful yes. very thankful for her and then of course yeah. it grows doesn't it because you go to vegan events and you I did a lot of animal rights campaigning so I met people and so I have got very close vegan friends now but of course most of my friends are not and so I think mm. in terms of support I I have my 
my unit, my family and these lovely people. Yeah. And then I then I just have to I have to I'm sure you do it. I have to sort of compartmentalize when I'm with other friends and just look for what I do love and adore about them and not what they're not not at this standard that I have that they're not meeting. Yeah. But what what I what I get from our friendships and how amazing they are as people. Um yeah. and I get a lot of support from them even though they're not they don't have the same beliefs, I suppose, if that makes sense. So Maisie invited lots of her friends out and I I said to the mums, please stay and I did this big spread. Oh lovely. Said, this quiche, this quiche. Are you sure it's like you're special? You're special. <laughs> so, I said, it's just food. It's all food. And yeah, yeah. And then again, change the subject. Yeah. Uh, and then they're really enjoying the the pizza or whatever else I had out and the sausage rolls made with mushrooms. And they're going, well, it's actually quite nice. And, and just sort of like keeping it light and just saying, yeah, delicious. Yeah. And then moving on. So when you, do you make the quiche or did you buy the vegan quiche? Well, uh, sadly, at the, the weekend I, managed to lose the top of my finger very sadly oh. uh, in a salad accident oh no so sad we had we oh. had friends around it was the same story friends around lovely couple I wanted he he wasn't convinced about vegan food so I was absolutely determined I was making four different salads <laughs> all really sexy salads with like pine nuts and chickpeas and fennel yeah. and fruit the, my salads are very interesting would you know and pine nuts and um and also vegan steak with dauphinois potatoes. And of course, when you use the the mandolin, I mean, oh, when we, when we oh. got to A&E, honestly, the nurse there was like, first of all, can you please throw that mandolin at home? When you get home, throw it away. They're really sharp. It's taken a nail and the side of my finger off. So oh, I'm dreading tomorrow. We're does going that to... mean that the salad wasn't vegan anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, I ha we just, we, we spent the rest of the day in A&E. Awful. But oh. when, when we came home, um, actually, I had no choice. I had to put him and my own husband, I had to teach them how to cook what I was going to cook. And they got very involved in it. And the other husband was saying, actually, this is delicious. I can't believe I can just put loads of this cream in because it's just made of oats. And I said, yeah, yes, yeah. Oats. Not even bad for you. Put another lot in. I know. <laughs> uh, and here so we go. You use oatly cream. Oatly cream. Yeah. I, I was saying, look, imagine this is exciting. We're having a really creamy dishy dish here that's not that's not bad for us. Yeah. Um yeah. anyway, so it, it worked out in the end. But tomorrow I'm having to have this taken off. So I'm dreading what to see what it looks like. Oh dear. then put it back on again. So as a result, I didn't home make the quiche yesterday. Right. Um, um, I, because I this doesn't work. Maisie had to wash my hair the other night. So I did buy home bought quiche, but I think that also sends the message that even if you're time poor, because I'm so aware of my own privilege in that I really love cooking. I love finding out how to make a complete protein in a meal. I absolutely yeah. love um, finding organic fruit and veg. I mean, it couldn't be more privileged middle class situation I'm in. Yeah. And I really recognize that. And lots of people are not in that position. They work full no. time. They don't they don't know um, how to cook with plants because they were never taught. And they yeah. certainly they certainly some people just it's a chore. So to mm. be able to say, oh, look what I found in Tesco's. Yeah, it's one that is one pound 80 little mini kit is really tasty. And maybe that might encourage them if mm. they're not going to go off and make a lentil and sweet potato stew. But yeah. they might go and pick that off the shelf. Yeah. Instead. So um, I didn't beat myself up about that. No. And I, I didn't even make cake, which I'm, I I love making cakes and I had to buy it <laughs> shop bought. But even then, I'm saying, look at all the stuff in the shops now. I know. It's incredible, isn't it? It's so I mean, processed and rubbish. But on the other hand, if you're buying 
ham or sausages, that's processed rubbish too. So you might yeah. as well buy this less cruel processed. Absolutely, rubbish. some better processed food. Yeah. Exactly. So just the quiche, if you were making it yourself, because quiches are normally made with lots of eggs, how yeah. what would be your base ingredient for a quiche? Um, as a tofu, silken tofu. Oh, nice. So you blend that up. Yes, and um, also if, if you you can get black salt from health food shops, and right. if you have black salt, to like every Sunday I make scrambled tofu. It's Will's favourite, and I just crumble up a block of tofu and I put nooch in it, onion yes. onion powder, garlic powder, and then a little bit of black salt, and it tastes really eggy. And then yeah. I put turmeric in, which is really good for you, obviously. Yeah, and, and you just have scrambled eggs. Excellent. And it makes Excellent. it makes some people look because it's quite it's more crumbly than yes. crumbly, but with some baked beans and mushrooms, yeah. uh, it's delicious. So, nice. um, and, and I know that I'm, I appreciate that might be strange if you've never had that, but now of course it just becomes complete second nature to do yeah. it that way. Um, so a quiche is relatively easy because most pre-made pastries vegan and then you just add the silk and tofu yeah. and the great thing is you can add really healthy things to it like um you know chia seeds and flax seeds and yeah really seeds. good for you yeah nooch is full of vitamins so you're you're eating a quiche but my quiches used to be like a heart attack in a dish and now they're really really healthy which is amazing excellent that's so good yeah. so Antonia what would you say brings you the most joy it doesn't have to be about vegan or anything but when do you most feel joyful and when do you most feel free as well it's more about you going a bit deeper that's such a um amazing question isn't it rarely asked that on Thursday morning uh, <laughs> um, I've been thinking about that I'm I'm extroverted and type two personality on the Enneagram so that means I I need, other, I get my energy from other people. Okay. And when when I've got, coming into my 40s, I've now found relationships with namely other women, which are so enriching. And, and most of them aren't, aren't vegan or anything, but they're yeah. so enriching. And these women are full of such wisdom. Yeah. Um, that a long walk and a talk with a friend about the real things that matter are so hugely important to me and honestly can top up my cup and yes. keep me going for a long time. And I know yeah. it's sort of reciprocal. We really lift each other up and moving around as we have, you've got mm. to put more effort into some of those friendships, like yeah. arranging to talk at a certain time and keeping that and really reconnecting. Um, but as you come into this parenting stage when they're older and they need you in a different way and trying to work out my own identity outside of activism because climate and animal rights activism is a huge part of who I am now but it is quite soul-crushing work in lots of ways mm. because the apathy and the ignorance and the just this week the headlines of the heat waves around the world can be deeply yeah. crushing and so yeah. I've gone into the emotional support route in some of the movements I'm in so I'm, I'm looking after a very large numbers of very distressed people via mm. via zoom calls and groups and things like that and I I value that work and I think it's useful and I'm glad I can help people. But for me to feel joyful and free, um, I need these enriching relationships yeah. in my life. And I'm so grateful that I have them. Yeah. And um, in the autumn, we're going to be going back to teaching what I used to do before all of this other stuff came up into my life. And I was, um, I was an antenatal teacher and, wow. and a teacher. And so I work with women who are having babies and 
after the babies came along, I was very, very deeply passionate about attachment and, and helping mm. new parents understand how vitally important it is that a baby attaches securely to the primary caregiver. Yes. As all mammals need to do so that their brain develops properly and they become good, healthy, well-rounded, compassionate humans. And I honestly really think that the mess we're in now has been caused by problems, just, just infants, just not being cared for properly and them growing into these angry men that we have in power. And I can see in those angry, brutal, you know, sometimes genocidal men, I can see hurt little boys who weren't loved in the way they were supposed to be loved. Yeah. So I believe that if we can, if we have got more time as a species left on this planet, that if we can get back to that understanding of how vitally important it is to hold our infants close and allow allow women the time to do that, which we frankly don't do we in this society. No. Um, allow them to nurture their infants like that. Yeah. We can create a new generation of healthy, uh, loving people. Yeah. Um, and when you look at it like that, someone shouted at me the other day for letting my dog walk on their front lawn. And I said to my daughter, he's really sad inside because if he was a happy person, he wouldn't have shouted at us about that. He would have reached down to straight the dog. But if you knock a hot cup of tea, tea comes out. And if you knock a sad person, yeah. sadness comes out. So yeah. when you look back and you can see the origins of the problems, it's easy to be easier, mm. not easy but easier to be more compassionate to people I totally agree absolutely and that brings me joy yeah yeah you know all this this is what thank god psychology very passionate about attachment and all those theories absolutely Yeah. yeah and so thank you for answering that and my last question is when do you feel most connected now connected to what is up to you and loved Um, probably inside those conversations that feel really safe. Um, yeah. So there's a deeper spiritual connection going on there, would you say? Like totally. two sort of... Well, when you see in someone else the deep humanity, and it might be the person at the checkout that you're lingering eye contact with, someone you don't even know, and you can see deep inside that they're you're utterly connected to them. And it's, it's um, fleeting, isn't it, those moments? Yeah. When you have... I know people don't like it when you say this, but signs from the universe, I get those all the time. Yeah. Or, or I'll I'll be talking to a friend and, and she'll need to hear something I heard that morning. And it feels absolutely meant to be that we having that conversation when we have it. Um, and it gives you the tingles and you think there is something much bigger going on, which gives a hope for the future. Because I do have a deep hope in humanity. Yeah. I do have faith in humanity because ultimately we're really good and cooperative species. We're hardwired to be like that. Yes, and we are. Our systems are the problem, not not human. So yeah. I think I feel loved when I'm when I connect to a human being, whether it's someone I'm really really close to, or the nurse in AE who was very yeah. formal with me as I wept and bled onto oh. her keyboard. Oh, I was so sad. And then by the end of the meeting with her, I locked eyes with her, and she was very efficient and sort of quite firm with me. But at the end of the meeting, we just I held her eyes. And it was amazing because we were totally connected. She'd met me in my vulnerability. And then I'd said to her, How, you know, you're so stressed. This is so difficult for you. And she, I met her and hers. And it was, I met, I'll probably never see her again, but it was, it was mm. moments like that, I think. And also my dad is very, um, he's very loving. And he, he doesn't understand why I get so upset about everything. Um, but he wants to, and he's very, um, 
he's very he's very I love the way he loves me because he he's put you know he's my greatest champion yeah so I really appreciate him my mum died when I was small and so we've been very close ever since that mm. uh, and the children I mean children they're so forgiving of all my, my constant mistakes yeah it is incredible isn't it or can yeah. you just give me is there a website and can people support your charity or that charity that oh, you're part absolutely. of absolutely they're uh, parents of future but I don't think that's what you mean that's more climate stuff uh that's more um well I, I can I can send you that as well that's where I parents of future we we're basically a campaigning group for local and national campaigns primarily made, made up of parents and grandparents and um it's for mainly for people who don't really fancy blocking the roads or locking them gluing themselves to a tree but want to take Excellent. some sort of action so what's that one called then, that's called parents for future lovely um, i can send you that and then the other one is crew uh, climate Re- um resilient center worthy so for any local people we'd absolutely love to have them down there Excellent. because we need all hands on deck really and there's that's so right. many fun things we're learning like fermenting fermenting foods and growing veggies and um fixing clothes so there's all sorts of exciting new skills that we're being taught down there. Excellent. We well, there will be links underneath the podcast to click on those, to find out more about those and to support them if people want. Oh. So.